What sets them apart from each other? How do they think about things? What are their goals? What do they want to accomplish? How do they want to see the world? And how do they see the world now? And once you figure this out, drafting dialogue will be so much easier because since you understand the unique aspects of every character, you're going to understand how they think. What do we think about when we hear the word anatomy? We may think about the human body and all the bits and pieces that make the human body complete. But what about the anatomy of a story? What are the little bits and pieces that complete a story? Hi, my name is JK Noble and you're listening to A Pen Sorcery, where we discuss stories in books, TV shows, movies, so much more and how we can cultivate our crafts as storytellers. So we want to know how to cultivate the best story possible. And there are so many bits and pieces that involve a story that make it amazing. And we could talk about them for hours and dissect all different sorts of stories, but for today, we're going to keep it nice and simple so you can know all the little things that you need as a writer to make an epic story. A story where your readers are going to actually care. Number one, what is the first step to make your readers actually care? And it's really simple. It's emotion. How can you as a writer create emotion? How can you evoke emotion in your reader? That is something that you need to think about and writers do it in a ton of ways. In the way that they express the conflict, in the way that they talk about the journey that the character is going through, how difficult it is and how strenuous it is on that character. And that is how the reader lives vicariously through the character, by being in tune with not only the experience, but what the character is thinking and feeling as well. Another important aspect on the anatomy of a story is setting. Now, every scene is important, and the setting in every scene is equally as important. Now, when you are confused with setting, and you don't know exactly what to write and how you envision the scape, take time to think about it, to imagine how you envision it. And use your five senses here. Once you use your five senses, then your reader could fully experience what it is like to be inside your story. Now, what does it look like? What does it feel like? What does it smell like? And if you're talking about food, maybe, what does it taste like? Bring your reader into it as if they're actually there and if you're struggling with that bring yourself there first then there's structure and plot and the way that we could think about that in a very clear and easy way is just focusing on the beginning the middle and the end so in the beginning we meet our character and they are called into action they are met with a problem and then in the middle they have to address that problem where the climax happens. And we see them shifting and learning and evolving because of the problem and it is so important. Then in the end, when the problem is resolved, we discuss life after the problem. How has our character changed for the better? Sometimes for the worse, but that is the plot structure. And plot structure would be nothing without your characters. Your characters are need to be completely unique from one another. What sets them apart from each other? How do they think about things? What are their goals? What do they want to accomplish? How do they want to see the world? And how do they see the world now? And once you figure this out, drafting dialogue will be so much easier because since you understand the unique aspects of every character, you're going to understand how they think. 
and more so you're going to understand how to write their dialogue because every single person speaks differently and that has to do with how they think and who they are and their backgrounds and their cultures every single person has a different way of speech that's a different section in the anatomy of a story it's dialogue and it goes hand in hand with character you cannot have really good dialogue without first developing your characters. Now, a lot of people say to avoid common plot cliches, and I'm going to tell you why that is unnecessary. As a reader, I would like, I would prefer to read things that avoid the common cliche. However, that doesn't mean that there isn't a market for, for that. There is a huge market for cliche stories. <laughs> for example, how many times have you watched a Cinderella remake? How many times have you watched a Snow White remake? How many stories have you read or watched that have to do with vampires or werewolves? It's, it's, it happens over and over and over and over again. For generations, we're just watching reiterations of the same story. And we're totally invested. Why are we invested? Why do we care? If it's exactly the same, same sort of thing over and over, Ask yourselves, why? Why do we continue to watch the same thing over and over? And it's a cliche. The girl gets the guy, the damsel in distress, chosen one, all of these things, they're still very evident today. So the reason that cliches are very powerful is because they're familiar. You can be guaranteed an audience with a cliche. And why are so many cliche stories getting successful and popular? They take that story that we all know and love, and they change it in minor ways. They change it in minor ways and make it unique and set apart from one, one another. So in every iteration, it's Cinderella, however, it's sometimes it's Ella, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes it's Elle or something like that. Or sometimes it's set in the past, sometimes it's set in a modern day, sometimes there's magic, and sometimes it's in a realistic world without magic. And depending on the story, it's pretty much the same story as we know, but every single reiteration brings something new to the table. And that is how you can be successful with a cliche. So while cliches are iffy topics for me, for example, like I do not want to read another vampire story at all. That absolutely does not mean that there isn't a market for it. And there is a huge market for it. There is always going to be a huge market for it. They're not going to stop making Cinderella's and Snow White's and whatever other reiterations of fairy tales that we know. They're not going to stop writing about, you know, vampires and werewolves. I don't think so. <laughs> They're not going to stop writing about angels and demons in paranormal fantasy as well. They're not going to stop writing about chosen ones. <laughs> they might have a different take upon it, but it's still going to be the same thing. And that is perfectly okay. Some artists and creators might want to be completely original, and some might not want that, and that's perfectly okay. So if you hear the fact that a lot of times in the literature world they're going to direct you against the cliche, just understand that that's not true. <laughs> you can be very cliche. Keep in mind the relatability in the character has a lot to do with how you evict emotion and the character's personality. So those two go hand in hand to create re relatability. That's really it. That's the anatomy of every single story. So always figure out who your character is first, 
your plot, beginning, middle, and end. Stop worrying about cliche. There is a market for cliche. And if you're worried about it, find out how you could be original and divert from that cliche narrative. My name is JK Noble, and you could pick up The Rise of the Griffins anywhere where books are sold, as well as its sequel, The Prophet's Journal, also where anywhere where books are sold. And this is actually going to come out in November. So if you're listening, keep an eye out for November's release. Thank you so much. You're listening to A Pen Sorcery, and I'll see you in the next episode. Bye.